0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us today as we recap the Tennessee Titans 24-17 win over the Chicago Bears and that really doesn't do it justice if you really want to break it down. The Titans were the superior team on the gridiron today, but before we get into that, I want to ask: Do you believe? And believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action. You know, I I was contemplating the Titans were a six and a half point favorite, and I was like, man, do I want to get in on that? Do I? Do, what, what do I do? Like the Titans haven't been great at covering the spread. I decided to. Go ahead and take the Titans, and they they covered by the the hair on their little chins. Man, it was it was close. It was half a point margin's all we had. But hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Denard, before we get into it, I want to ask, man, how are you doing today?
0: Davy? man, I'm doing great.
1: You got a big I, smile on your face. I, I can tell you seem excited. You're happy to be here.
0: Davy. if I was feeling any better right now, I'd jump through that computer. That's <laughs> how good I feel right now. Let me tell you something. My kid, Saturday, got his first college sack. Nice, Kansas. Nice. Nice. He got his first sack. He was hype. I was hype. You know, I kind of like when he got the sack, I jumped up like, yes, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, God, you know, I was kind of embarrassed. But, you know, I was so excited to see my kid get his first sack. And he played a lot uh, Saturday. He got a lot of uh, got a lot of time, made a lot of plays. He played well. And just to see your son, your kid out there playing at the University of Oklahoma. You see, I got my hat right here. Oh, you boomer sooner now. I'm an LSU guy. I'm not going to sit here and all you people in Oklahoma, if you listen to the show, I'm not going to like give you props or anything because I bleed purple and gold. Let me just let you know that. (laughs) But when your kid plays for Oklahoma, I was excited to see that. So congratulations to the University of Oklahoma for a big victory. And congratulations to my son, Brendan Walker getting his first sack so i'm excited man
1: oh man you should be and uh, brendan congrats man that's uh, it's awesome to hear um and that's uh hopefully just a small glimpse of what's to come for the future for you over at ou so well oklahoma got a big win denard the titans got a big win when you take this game and you're you're sorting through everything what's your initial takeaway
0: Man, okay, this is why I'm so excited because me and you, we've been going at it for the last two weeks. You've been talking about the secondary. We both have called them out. And you know what? Deservingly so because they've been underperforming, right?
1: They have been, yes.
0: They have been. I agree with you. So we've been on the same page. Exactly. So one of the things we talked about going into this game was what, D? Well, it
1: was – I mean, one of the big ones was what are you going to do on third downs whenever your defense exactly. is out there? How are you going to be able to stop what uh, Chicago's offensive attack, even though uh, this might have been the the best thing that the Titans could have had is had a, a unit that's been pretty sta- stagnant on moving the ball. And even so, I mean, it's the NFL. You got to, any given Sunday, right. you never know who could show up to play. But this defense was by far... The best defensive performance I'd seen from the Titans this season. They outplayed the offense, which has not happened yet. So, I'm with you. I, f- I feel really good. And I mean, when you when you look at the secondary, I mean, what was it about them that really stood out to you?
0: Well, first of all, I want to ask your question because okay. you're really smart. Now I will say this: How many times did the Bears convert on third down in the first half? The
1: first half. It might've been one. I know it was two for the whole game. They might've actually right. gotten zero. I can't, I can't exactly recall uh, the so timing you, of that. I know
0: you're smart. You went to law school. Just give me a number, D. Just give me one number.
1: I'll say, I'll say zero.
0: Just, man, I can't stand you. I love you like a brother. I never <laughs> wanted You absolutely correct. <laughs> eight times. They, they did not convert. They went for it eight times on third down and did not convert. Not once. And you wonder why the score was ten to zip at halftime. Eight times, d eight times they went for it on third down and did not make one third down conversion. You know what that's saying? As I looked at this game and I looked at it very, I've looked at it from a player's perspective. The coverage today was the best that I've seen it all year. This unit played lights out. Me and you, we talked about guys stepping up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You talked about the marshal KB Kevin Byer you wanted to see him make more plays. He was active today. We saw 31 all over the field. Vaccaro was all over the field. Malcolm Butler this is this was Malcolm's best game. This the game the way that he played today, he showed nothing but grit and he showed nothing but heart. But man, let me tell you something. John Robertson right now you are a genius cuz Desmond King played Ooh, man, he looked like that beast at Iowa. And for the people at Tennessee, let me tell you something. To a unit that has been like an Achilles heel for this defense might be the difference now between this team getting over that hump against Kansas City and could go down again, just like last year in the AFC Championship. This might be the unit that gets them over the hump and get them down to Tampa playing for the Super Bowl this year. Desmond King absolutely was just blanketing receivers. We saw him scored on that great strip by Jeffrey Simmons. He was all over the field. And we saw his presence on that first down when the Bears went for their first on that first series. They went for third down. They went right at Desmond King. and He broke it up. I said to myself right now, this is going to be a great day for this Titans defense. Just his emergence, just his presence today. It galvanized that unit. It galvanized that defense. I'm not going to talk about the offense, and I'm not going to sit here and rattle on, but to sit there and watch this team feed off of one another, especially this defensive unit, man, it was awesome. I'm telling you, I was so excited for this unit because we both were calling them out. We were saying, hey, they got to play better. This team gives up too many explosive plays. They did not give up one. So Desmond King, I want to say he was wilding, and I compare this trade. Back, I'm, I'm gonna give you a little, um, I'm gonna give you a little, uh, little inside scoop. And Dion Sanders was one of the best corners to ever play this game. And let me tell you something. He played what? Uh, he was at, at uh, ATL for about five years. So Atlanta got rid of him because you know Dion wanted that money. He said, "Show me the money, baby." So guess what? San Francisco in the early '90s, Dallas kind of took the shift, and then they started winning all those Super Bowls. And they started – they were beating San Francisco. It was always Dallas and San Fran. So guess what San Fran did? They brought in Dion. They brought in Primetime in 1994. And guess who they beat for the AFC championship to win it, go on playing a Super Bowl and win it against the Chargers? They beat Dallas.
1: Dallas, okay. Yes.
0: They beat Dallas in 1994. Guess why they beat Dallas? They went, they went and they got prom time, and he blanketed Michael Urban. So the next year, Dion said, "Hey, baby, you got to show Prom the money." That's where Problem was. So Prom said, "Show me the money." San Francisco said, "Ooh, Problem, I don't know, that's a lot." So guess what? Jerry Jones did. Him he the gave money. him that money. Said, "Come on to Dallas, baby, I'll take you." So guess who won the Super Bowl in 1995?
1: That was, last year, Dallas has been good. So
0: that's right, baby. The Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not see a trend here? Bringing in Desmond.
1: No man, it's incredible. That might be.
0: It's exactly. Great it's, trade, it's big. Trade, I
1: mean, trade. I definitely wanted to talk about that acquisition because you mentioned, obviously we talked about the Titans got a win by a touchdown and he had a 63 yard fumble recovery that was returned for a touchdown. I was scared. I thought like we had another offsides penalty, but apparently it was an illegal shift on Chicago. But the Titans, man, there they were able to get pressure. But when you look at the secondary today, it was just night and day, really just the defense in general. And we talked about it over the course of the last week, how this, John Robinson made the acquisition to go and get Desmond King from the Chargers, decided to cut Jonathan Joseph. He cut Vic Beasley. And so the Titans really only had two edge rushers in this game with Harold Landry and Derek Roberson out there. And they played really well. But when you are looking at the secondary right now, you got to think, Christian Fulton's out. Adoree Jackson is still out. So the fact that they were able to really rally with these guys. I mean, you saw Breon Borders have to come in there, and I th- I thought he did a good job in getting in on a few plays here and there. But everyone came to play, and that's the one thing that now gives Titans fans hope that their defense can have some shades of what we saw last year that helped them make it so deep into the playoffs. And if you can keep getting that type of performance, and like I said, man, I know it's Chicago, and we'll, we'll see what happens when we start getting some more – Formidable offenses. I know you got the Colts this week on Thursday night, and then you got the Ravens the following week. So we'll get to see a little bit more of those offenses. Definitely better than the Bears. But it doesn't matter because they took advantage of the situations they were put in. And, you know, through the first three quarters, Chicago did not score. All 17 of their points came in the fourth. And, like, it, it was a little bit of garbage time. I mean, Titans were trying to get through and just in the game at that point but the defense really did show up and it was just great to see. I mean, we were finally getting to the quarterback. We we had three sacks. And when you look at what we'd done in the past, like we've not been very efficient in that category. And so Daquan Jones and stopping the run, Jeffrey Simmons. And I'll say like our guys did a really good job of just getting hands on the ball. Whenever it was coming out of Nick Foles, hands, you just got, got the hand up in the air, tipped it up and you never know what can happen once you get that tip drill going. So I thought it was an all-around great performance by the defense. And I'm even going to throw in special teams into that camp as well because you look at it, we had to, well, we didn't have to, but we cut Bo Brinkley, the long snapper. Brett Kern was hurt. And so Ryan Allen coming in, he had some incredible punts to help the field position situation early on because, as you saw, the offense for both sides were not able to move the ball. And so field position was critical. And the Titans, for a team that, listen to this, Denard, the Titans were without starting left tackle. We know Taylor one's done. They were without several guys. Whenever you're looking at Jadavion Clowney, you're looking at Dory Jackson, you're missing your first, your second, and third round pick all from this year's draft. None of those guys were available. And so Clowney wasn't there. Like You could just keep naming guys that, weren't able to play. I think they said we had to activate twelve guys up on the roster. And my final point about King that I meant to make was he didn't get to meet the team till yesterday. Right. He didn't meet them like he he couldn't go and practice because of the COVID regulations from when he got traded to Los Angeles to Tennessee. So he was just going to Zoom workouts and watching things on Zoom. And I think he's gonna really garner the respect from his teammates for really showing up. Because I mean, I mean they've not really had a lot of interactions with the chargers so this isn't an organization that plays them a whole lot. I know they played them last year and we got to win but man just to see where the secondary can go once you get a Dory Jackson and Christian Fulton healthy with I think Amani Hooker's really stepped up and kind of helped Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Byard whenever something's going there and so I really do feel good with the way this defense is moving forward and hopefully we get another type of performance Philip Rivers prone to make mistakes so let's see if we can keep forcing turnovers so I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm with you, Darn. I'm I'm happy with the defensive performance today.
0: Yeah, you called it. I mean, one of the guys that you kept talking about was Derek Roberson. I mean, I watched number fifty today. I just kept saying, Oh my goodness, you know, D was right, you know. And I hate to say this, but his presence today, it it was like watching him go at it. I mean, this young man was all over the field. He's a second year pro out of Sam Houston State. Now I gotta quiz you, you know where Sam Houston State is. It's in Texas. You know what part of Texas? Um, Good. I just love getting you, man.
1: Know, uh, <laughs> let, let me guess. Is it like, I don't know. Galveston. I have no clue.
0: No, no. It's in Huntsville, Texas. And okay. any, if you don't know anything about Huntsville, that's where the state prison is. So hmm. uh, right now, if you're living in Huntsville, uh, Texas, right now, you saw the game today and you saw Derek Roberson, the way that he played, you're very proud of this guy coming out of that area. He played lights out. Jamil Douglas, we forgot Roger Sappho got hurt today. Yeah, he had a he shoulder comes in injury. Yeah, shoulder oh. injury. And the young man, the third-year pro out of Arizona State, played. he played awesome today. And, and just to watch Breon Borders as a former cornerback myself, the way that that young man, it seemed like number 39 was all over the field. It was, He made two great plays in the end zone to break up some uh, the 50-50 ball. And Ron Allen, the way that he played, It's just like this team today, they fed off of one another. If you saw in the first half, the offense was very stagnant, okay? They couldn't get anything. They came out looked like they were flat. They were dropping balls. It looked like Ryan and his receivers. They were not on the same page. I think Ryan started 2 of
1: 9 in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, 2 of 9. Yeah, it was was like, okay, I was like, uh uh-oh, this is not looking good. But the defense, the defense just kept playing hard. They just sound. They played with grit today. They played with. A sense of urgency. I love this word because you hear coaches say this all the time. You have to have a sense of urgency or desire loses its value at some point. This group today played with a sense of urgency from the start to the, well, kind of at the end, you know, they kind of got lackadaisical because they dominated Chicago pretty much the whole game. But the, I just love the way that it's like each guy, they check themselves. You Remember I said that the one thing you got to do when you're struggling, you got to take a look at yourself. And rather than place the blame on another person, what you do is y'all get together and come together collectively, come together as a whole. And then what you do is basically don't point the finger, but try to fix try to fix it, you know, fix the problem. And that's exactly the way this unit played today. You can tell guys basically they had probably a, a defensive meeting just with themselves and just talked about what was going on. Because let me tell you something, a lot of plays you're not going to see. I'm not going to talk about stats. But when we talk about Jeffrey Simmons and that hustle play that he was, he gets to the quarterback. He saw where David Montgomery rolled, he run into his right, and he was able to get that big old paw out there and knock the ball out, which is what led to the score. Them end up going up, was it seventeen, seventeen nothing. Yeah. But those kind of things you won't see. You know, that's what gets a team fired up. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Really was to me the beginning of this team coming together was in the second quarter. Now remember. Remember when uh, – so the defense was stopping. Chicago basically just – they were just in control of this game. And then Chicago goes for the fake punt, and they get mm-hmm. it. Remember that play? Yep. So I was thinking, you know what? It made me mad. It's like when Berkey, uh, Mingo, you Mingo know, – you know I love him because he went to LSU, of course, but I was so mad. But it looked like when they ran that fake punt, when they had to resort to that. And typically when a team has to run like a fake – it's because they're desperate cuz they can't get nothing generated on offense you know and so you got to like pull your bag of tricks out but it looks like that made that team mad because guess what you would have thought the momentum when they got that first down that it shifted to Chicago no it uh, it just made Tennessee so it just like it made that defense angry and then they was able to stop which which ended up le uh, letting Tennessee go up Tennessee because that's when the offense started going when the defense stopped um Chicago and they you know and then once they stopped them the offense got rolling and then they started converting on third downs which led to that 40-yard touchdown pass to AJ. So when I saw that I was kind of like, "Oh, oh, Tennessee's for to come out. They for to get them now." That right there in the second quarter is where I say this team came together. They came together as a whole today. And I was I was just excited to see that. It was just it was beautiful to watch a bunch of young men play together and that's the way they was able to win today. they played together as one
1: yeah i mean in that situation the titans just a few plays later made them actually have to punt the ball so exactly. it, it was i was i was with you i was like oh man is this the spark that kind of gets this bears team all fired up and, and it wasn't the titans defense just said nope you're not getting it today and so I, I just thought they had a really good game plan. I'm really excited about the defense and what that means moving forward, especially once we start to get some of these other guys back on the field. And my, my final point I want to make as we're talking about Derek Roberson was that just the amount of effort he played with, because he'd been playing in Vic Beasley's spot today, I thought he showed more effort in one game than I think I saw from Vic Beasley his entire time as a Tennessee Titan.
0: Well, you know what? He's a second year pro out of Sam Houston State. That's not a big school. Um, I actually know that area quite well. I have a lot of friends that go to school there. You know what? Guys that come out of those small schools, they play with a chip on the shoulder. You know, they sometimes they, they feel like they're overlooked because of the conference, you know, that they play in. And so when they come in, they feel like, you know what? I'm just as better as these guys that come from LSU or, or, or Ohio State or Tennessee or Alabama. You know, it's just they don't get the publicity. They don't get the notoriety that those schools and those players get. So they come in with this, this just like, you know, like, mm, like, like they got something to prove every play. And that's the way Roberson played today. I mean, he was like literally he looked like a, a six year pro bowler the way he played. He looked like Khalil Mack out there. Let's just be honest. Khalil had a good game, but really they put him in check. Roberson looked like a young Khalil Mack. He was all over the field. I agree with you. It's just like every time that you looked up and every time that um, Nick Foles went to go past, it looks like number 50 was right in his face or he was close to it. So, I mean, again, that might be the spark that this team needs. They might need to go youth. You know, they might need to get younger at as, as certain positions. And that's probably what Roberson, he probably showed today that he might be that key component at that end position. because. He played great. I mean, play lights out. You called it. Hey, I got to give it to you, Roberson. Balled out.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to see what they do moving forward once Clowney gets healthy. I know a lot of people are bagging on Clowney for the most part. I know he hasn't had a sack. Uh, when I kind of go back and watch the tape, though, he has been fairly disruptive at times. It's just not exactly shown up on the stat sheet. Now, granted, he's probably he's he's still being overpaid in my mind, but he he is making an impact, and so hopefully that. Starts to actually turn into some statistics in the stat category, the tackles for loss category, but we'll see that moving forward. I really am interested, and we'll keep you all updated on this as the week goes on. What the Titans' injury report looks like, and how they're able to get things together for Thursday night—excuse me, Thursday night's game against the Indianapolis Colts, because I mean. We haven't really talked much about the offense, but yeah, like the Roger Saffold thing, that's that's a big deal if he's not able to go. And the Colts defense is pretty good. Do you think they try and attack that left side of the Titans line because you've got Ty Sambrello and Jamil Douglas if Saffold's not playing? And so you got some guys that aren't exactly very experienced. And we saw that there's been some times over the last couple of weeks that Ryan and his weapons haven't exactly been on the same page. Derrick's had had a few issues getting going today, only averaging around like three yards of carry. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, is Adam Humphrey's able to clear concussion protocol? Because when you're looking at a guy that you can rely on to just come down with a catch, I mean, he is our best possession receiver. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. And Berkser had a couple of drops today that was very uncharacteristic of him and Corey as well. Corey ended up not having a catch, even though he had several targets. Fortunately, A.J. Brown showed up. AJ has had six touchdowns in the last five games, which is really all he's played because he got hurt in that Denver game, and really that was fairly early on. So since he has been healthy, he has been a baller, and it's it's really good to see that happen because even though you couldn't really get a whole lot going, that one deep shot to put you up ten nothing, that really did give you a lot of comfort zone that or room for comfort in that moment. So hopefully the offense figures a few things out; they're able to get Derrick Henry going again, and if they can keep him going, that usually opens up the passing attack. But it, again, it's it's going to be nice to kind of see what this offense is able to do moving forward. And the Bears' defense is the best defense they're going to have to face in the next several weeks. So uh, take that for what it's worth whenever you're going back and looking at this. But I mean, all, all in all, for what had been a pretty rough two weeks, and this team starts out with a really incredible 5-0 and start, and if you had a bad day today, you're looking at five and three and what is a really competitive AFC, it's it's gonna be it would have been pretty frustrating moving forward. And right now you've got a one game lead on the Colts after they got beat by the Ravens today and, and we're gonna face them. But this is some this is a great chance on Thursday night to separate yourself, give you a little bit of cushion when it comes to that AFC South title race. Because if you can lock lock up the division, guarantee yourself a playoff game at home. So Again, I know we still got some time there, but it it's crazy to think about, but Denard, I mean, we're we're halfway through the NFL season already.
0: Yeah, you know what? We're getting into what we call the meat and potato part of the season. Okay. They got the next five games, three of those are division games, divisional games. So you gotta look at it like this. Divisional games, you know, games within in your division, that counts for two. You got to win those. And look at it, they got the Colts coming five and three. Ravens 6 and 2, then you got the Colts, then you're going to play them tricky Browns. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. And then you got the Jaguars who played you tough. So listen, this is the hard, this is the hardest part of the season cuz right now you're in the thick of things right now. You're about to go through uh what we call in the NFL, this is where it gets really serious and this is where playoff teams start to separate themselves from everybody else because it's going to be tough. So you better hold on because this is going to be a very rocky five weeks. So, And I think this is a team that can do it. Look, they're 6-2 at the midpoint of the season. They're still in first place in their division. So you're going into some uncharted waters. But again, when you've got a record like this and you've got a team that's playing like this, then they'll give you a chance to get through it because this is where you really separate yourself right these next five weeks.
1: I'm right there with you. And it's going to be fun to watch. And hopefully the Titans can continue to pile up some wins and get some room there heading into the playoffs and start to get everything sorted out there from a standing situation. But it's going to be fun. And after today, I mean, fans are all right. This is the Titans that I saw at the end of last year that we saw earlier on this year that gave you a lot of reasons for optimism moving forward into the postseason. So hopefully that continues. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week as we kind of gear up and get ready for the Colts game whenever you're looking at who's able to play. Like I said, again, you had to call up 12 people or 12 players to get activated uh, for the game today. So it's going to be worth keeping an eye on to see what the Titans roster looks like come come game day. And, you know, whenever you get that Thursday game, it gives you a little bit more time for some rest going up into the next one where, when they're taking on the Ravens, who are definitely a really good opponent. You're going to go go on the road for that one. So it's going to be a fun next couple of weeks. And Denard and I will be here to make sure that we keep you up to date on everything that is happening. And you can follow us on social media, Denard at Denard underscore Walker. And you can follow myself at Davy underscore Hudson. It's D-A-V-E-Y. And you can follow along with us on Twitter at Believe Titans, B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. But with that being said, it's going to wrap it up for us today as we finish. Talking about the Titans' 24 to 17 win over the Chicago Bears, improving to six and two on the season and taking the lead in the AFC South. We'll be back here early again this week since we do have the early game for the Thursday night game against Indy. But that is going to do it for us today, Denard. Before we go, any closing thoughts?
0: Well, I say this: uh, congratulations on a well-fought victory. Uh, congratulations to the defense for responding uh, by your actions and your play. That's how you shut people up in this league, by just going out on the field and doing your job, and they did it today. Uh, I just hope they continue to build off uh, this past performance, and if they do, this is going to be a team to reckon with down the stretch.
1: We'll be here to keep you posted on everything that is happening for the Tennessee Titans. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.